My boss and rector in Pittsburgh once told me that there are two types of people in the world. Two types. The first type shows up late to a baseball game, and before they get to their seats, they start to worry. They worry that maybe someone is already sitting in their seat, and they worry that they are going to have to to ask those folks to move so that they can have their seats. That's the first type. The second type also shows up late at the baseball game, but this type arrives in hope. Yes, they hope that someone is sitting in their seats so that they have a chance to tell them to move. They're hoping for the fight. They're hoping for the conflict. So, I find it's worth asking oneself, which type of person are you? Are you the type of person who who relishes conflict and looks for a chance to lock swords with another? Or are you more conflict-averse? Are you disinclined to conflict, even if a conflict is called for? But in either case, whether you are one or the other, drawn into conflict or reluctant to engage, today's gospel lesson has something for you. Now perhaps, as you first heard Jesus speak to the church this morning, you thought that it was a bit harsh. Jesus seems to be inviting his followers to engage in expulsion and exclusion in the church community. Jesus says, If the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a a Gentile and a tax collector. Maybe you worry that this seems contrary to the inclusive and welcoming community that Jesus looks to build and foster, where divisions are overcome and enmity is laid to rest. And that may be so, But there is realism here, and the realism is healthy. On this side of the end times, conflict is inevitable. We will fail one another, and we will, unfortunately, harm one another, sometimes against our best intentions. Jesus does not give us an example here, but we are asked to imagine an instance where one person has truly harmed another. And we're asked to to ponder, how do we deal with that in church among the followers of Jesus? And what Jesus gives is a very methodical way of calling the offender back to a place where they can acknowledge the harm that they have committed and look to address it. First, The offended party confronts the offender with evidence of harm. And if that doesn't work, then another person or two is included in the attempt to bring evidence to the harm, to to lay bare what wrong has been done. And if even that doesn't work, then 
the whole community is to become involved. And if still, even then, the harm cannot be acknowledged, then the person is excluded, yes, but excluded in the hope that the offender will finally come to their senses and acknowledge the wrong that they've committed. If you're worried about where the forgiveness is in all of this, then you're just going to have to wait until next week when when Jesus will give the church uh, seemingly unrealistic instructions uh, about how the community is to forgive one another. But all of this is done as a way of attempting to fix the rift that has formed in the community over the offense committed. The community is given is given uh, a way of repairing the damage done between the two parties. Here is an attempt to heal the wound in the body of Christ. Here is a method that calls on the offended party to be brave and to bring the conflict, a conflict that is really already there because of the offense, to bring that conflict into the light so that reconciliation might take place. And it calls Conversely, on the offender to be brave, to admit their fault, and to seek to repair the damage. Jesus is calling the community to awareness and to courage. And all the while, Jesus promises to be in the midst of them. We might think that Jesus would promise to be present with the church when everyone is holding hands and singing as one, right? But here, Jesus makes this strong promise about being with his followers, not when everyone is getting along, but rather when conflict is taking place. He says, when two or three are gathered together in my name, I am among them. This is Jesus' promise. And in this context where he says it, the two and the three gathered together are the people who are in confrontation and addressing a harm that has been committed. Jesus looks to give his followers courage, for Jesus is with us even in conflict, maybe even especially in conflict, as a force for healing and forgiveness and reconciliation. What stands out for me is what this all says about conflict. Jesus asks the, asks the church to be upfront about conflict and not be scared by it. Jesus calls on the community to move into a form of, of healthy conflict that hopes for, at reconciliation and restoration of relationship. Conflict is not something to be sought out, but nor is it something from which we should run. And as such, the church is not called to be conflict-averse. No, the church is called to a space of awareness and courage. It is to, to face conflict, both within the community itself, but also in the wider world. It is only in this way that the church can truly be the loving community that Paul holds up in today's lesson from the letter to the Romans. 
Only the followers of Jesus that are willing to risk conflict can truly say that they are loving their neighbors as themselves. Now, it seems to me that we are in a time of conflict. Not not really as a congregation, mind you. We, We get along pretty well. But we are in a time of conflict in the wider world. And let me say, it would be nice if we could somehow float above it, aloof from all of the trouble and the enmity that surrounds us. It it would be nice if, as a community, we could merely be a refuge from the world. If I could could pull St. A's into a little bubble and shield it from the storms of history, then I just might be tempted to do so. But of course, that's not within my power, and nor is it our fate, but nor is it our calling. As followers of Jesus, we are called to be in places of chaos. We are called to be in the world, working for justice and for peace. We are to uphold the dignity of every human being. We are to to witness to the fact that every person, every person, is created in the image and likeness of God and is therefore worthy of our respect and worthy of our love. And I look at this era of, of cultural cruelty where children who know nothing but this country can be deported merely because they do not have documentation. And I know that the church of Jesus Christ is called to say no and to stand up for and with the immigrant and the stranger. I look at this era of of predatory delay on climate change, and I know that the church is called to advocate for the care and stewardship of God's creation. I look at this era where the, the veil covering the white supremacy of our social order has been removed, and I know that the church has been asked to choose to choose whether it will be true to its Lord or whether we will be complicit with the status quo. These are times of conflict, and I feel a little sad, to be honest with you, that that at our patronal festival, I can't just be all, like, uh, happy-go-lucky up here. But frankly, Jesus wouldn't let me do that today not with this lesson or these lessons. No, Jesus is calling the church to be the church, and and Jesus is calling St. A's to be the church, to be a community that witnesses to God's love for all people, that that upholds the dignity of every human being, that, that works for true justice and true peace. And what that means is that we need to be willing to risk conflict along the way. Good news in all of this is that Jesus promises to be with us. The good news is that God has already won the victory in Christ. 
The good news is that love will and does conquer all, and, and that all enmity and all division will fall away. Our task is to bear witness and to be a sign of God's love in the world, to reveal that through our actions and through our deeds and through our words. And so may God bless this congregation on this celebration of our feast day. And may God give us strength and courage and awareness to proclaim God's love to the world. Amen.